This is Karen McGill, and you are listening to From Burnout to Best Self. Welcome and enjoy the show. Hey, friends, welcome to the next edition of Burnout to Best Self. Oh, one thing I want to talk about uh, with that title, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I want you to know that I don't want to focus on burnout as a topic because I feel like that's where I'm meeting you where you are. But really, all of the things I talk about here and really the point of this podcast in general is really focusing on the best self part and that transformation in between. So if you are feeling burnt out and that's what brought you here, uh, welcome. You are in good company. I've been there. Many of my readers have been there. But we don't focus on where we are now. We admit and we acknowledge and we accept where we are now, but we look forward, not backward or look down, as you will, at our feet. We look forward at what is possible and what living our best life, if I can borrow uh, Oprah Winfrey's term, what that actually looks like for us. And for everybody, that's absolutely different. And even just that idea of your best self is very different to each of us. So, you know, we hear the term a lot, you know, living your best life, being your best self. And it feels like a throwaway term, but it's really not. And it's not about perfection. And it's not about being, you know, the perfect weight and having the perfect house and the perfect marriage and the perfect kids and the perfect everything. It's really not about that because perfection is is nothing more than a limitation. But your best self is that image in your head of who you would like to be when nobody else is looking, when only you are there looking at yourself, your most authentic self, your best self is who you truly are, which may never be super skinny or super rich. And that's okay. You know what? Those things don't matter as much as we tend to project them to be. When I have this, I will be happy. When I have that, I will be happy. When really happiness, or I don't really use the term happiness as a goal, but peace and joy is something that we can feel in the moment. Uh, And today I'm going to help you get to that place. Just some ideas and also some very tactical tools, because I know you like those too, about how you can be your best self, live your best life, whatever that means to you. And it starts with who you believe yourself to be. And this is such a powerful concept. I've had a lot of teachers that have um, brought this power to me, this idea, and I have chewed on it a lot myself. And I really just want to pass along that goodness and knowledge to you so you have it in your brain and you can chew on it. And, And one thing that I will say before we even get into this, these are just my ideas. These are the ideas of the people that have mentored me and taught me. But you need to come up with your own ideas to these uh, podcasts and any podcast and any content that you might read or hear or listen to, uh, whether it's, you know, Oprah Winfrey's Soulful, Soulful Sundays or Fox News. I don't know what you listen to or absorb, but I would encourage you to always be absorbing with a conscious mind and thinking to yourself, does this resonate with me? Does this lift me up? Does it uh, suck my energy? Does it make me feel expansive? Does it make me feel contractive? Um, do I believe it? Is it is it worth something to me? And is there nuggets of wisdom here that I can take away? And that's really how I love to approach the way I do my own personal development or how I learn from my mentors. And I just want to pass that along to you as well. So deep breath in, deep breath out. Let's center ourselves and think about this concept today. And if it doesn't resonate with you, that is fine. Totally fine. Take it and throw it away. But uh, 
look at it. Look at it and think about how it fits into your life and if there's a nugget of wisdom there. And hopefully there will be. So what I want to talk about today is your belief and your belief, particularly about yourself, but also just the world in general. Think about this for a second. Our thoughts drive our feelings. Our feelings drive our beliefs. And then our beliefs create our actions and behaviors, whether they're conscious or unconscious. Our actions and behaviors create our personal reality. Our personal reality over time drives our personality. So let me break that down for you. Let's say you are somebody who tends to lean towards the negative. And we all have this. It's a, it's a condition. It's uh, called a negative bias. And it's part of our evolution that we look at things with um, a critical mind because we need to constantly be adjusting our environment and judging our environment to ensure that we're safe. But for the most part, most of us are safe. So when we're thinking about judging, again, it comes back to that idea of does this work for me? Do I believe it? Does it make me feel good and uplifted or does it drag me down? And then you can either keep it or let it go. But when you, when you're constantly thinking about the negative, when you're constantly picking things apart, when you're always complaining about, you know, your dinner is too hot or too cold, or this person's too noisy, or this person did that. And you're, you're constantly looking in your environment and finding the negative because, um, you just see it first. That drives your feelings, not just about the world around you, that the world sucks, that life is hard, that people are mean, that I'll never find love, that I'll never be good enough. It also drives your feelings about yourself because usually people that are really negative towards the world outside of them are even more negative to themselves. This always starts with your the way you think about yourself and your internal world and your internal reality. So, you know, if there's somebody in your life that you think is ultra negative and you just like to stay away from them, I totally get that. We all have those people in our lives, but I would also welcome you or invite you to think about compassionately about that person because if you think about it, if that's their life and their reality and their consciousness and what they think about and what they're constantly focused on, think about what they think about themselves wow, I mean, their internal world must be really torturous. But to move along with this this idea, so your feelings then, if they're really negative, drive your beliefs about yourself and the world, really negative. Your beliefs then drive your behavior and actions. So if you're a really negative person, you will come into every situation in life, known or unknown, with this preconceived notion that things are going to suck or things are going to be bad or I'm going to be taken advantage of. And I know people that are like this. They're so concerned about being ripped off or scammed or schnived or somebody's going to take off with all of my money. I'll never find love because somebody's going to take off with all of my money. And my heart goes out to people with this, this feeling, this feeling that, you know, I don't know, immigrants or or refugees are going to come in and take all my jobs and take all my money. Or, you know, there's people out there that are bad and maybe they're a different culture or a different religion, or they have a different color skin and they're going to hurt me and they're going to take something away from me. If you're constantly living in this feeling of lack and abundance, which may not even be your own fault because you may have just been raised in that. And that is all you know, that is going to trigger Every situation that you walk into and you will always go into new situations with this negative belief, with this feeling that you're going to get ripped off. And you know what happens? It happens. You get ripped off. 
and you get taken advantage of. And I don't know if that's the psychology behind it, that your consciousness is looking for it so you find it. Because, I mean, all of us get ripped off at some point in our life. All of us get taken advantage of or treated poorly. That's just a part of life. But if you're constantly looking for it, you will always find it. And you will bring more of it to you because that's your conscious reality. And whether that's law of attraction or not, I always say I like to lean on, uh, lean towards the, it has some merit, whether it does or doesn't, I don't know, but I like to stay conscious of it. So I know that if I am conscious of my negative expectations towards everything because I live in the negative, I know the negative is going to come to me more and more because it does. Remember that saying, bad things happen in three and they happen in three because we focus on the shitty stuff in life. And if you focus on the good stuff in life, good things happen in threes. They happen in sixes and tens. Bad shit will still happen, but why focus on it? So back to this idea of it driving your behaviors and your beliefs. It drives your personality. That's why we see people that are just like negative Nellies, Debbie Downers. It's because their thoughts, their actions, their beliefs, and their behaviors are creating their personal reality. And their personal reality is very entrenched in the negative, And that becomes their personality over time. It starts at a very young age. And usually folks that lean towards this have had a negative experience in their childhood, probably very negative parents or negative upbringing where that's their view of the world. But here's the good news. If that's someone you know, or if that's you, you can change it because the math is simple, right? Thoughts drive feelings, feelings drive beliefs, beliefs create your actions and behaviors and your actions and behaviors create your personal reality and your personality. So if you don't like your personality, all you got to do is start looking at your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions and your behaviors. And it starts there. And it's very, very simple, very simple. So I say it's simple. It's not necessarily easy. This can take a lot of therapy. It can take a lot of personal work. It can take a lot of focus, time, attention, and self-awareness. But that's what I hope to give you today. Just a starting point that if this is you, and this is all of us to some degree, you know, you're not either black and white, negative Nelly, or, you know, ray of sunshine. We all have those moments and we all fade in and out of it based on what's happening in our life. And some of the most positive people I know have gone through really stormy seasons in their life and they've been negative and they didn't know how to get out of it and they couldn't see a a positive future. And I've been there too. Oh my God, I've had these moments, especially when my Oh, I won't even get into it, but I've had really, really dark moments. So I know what this is like, but all it takes to switch that around is this understanding of it starts with your beliefs. And if you can get there, if you can just see that, then there's hope. There is hope for all of us. So with that, um, you aren't just who you think. This is my next thought for you. You are who you think you believe yourself to be. So I'm going to unpack that in a second. I've got a quick break for you here, but I want you to really think about this and pay attention, maybe get a pen because there is so much life-changing goodness here. So I'll be right back with you in just a second. So here's another idea I want you to noodle on. So you are not who you think you are or who you were born to be. When you think about all your flaws and all your limitations and all the things you think you are just because that's who you are, those aren't really who you are. That's not truth. That's just what you believe yourself to be. And I will give you a perfect example. A friend of mine has always had this 
you know, re- quick reaction to any conversations around fitness or health or anything like that. I'm just not healthy. I'm not fit. It's not in my genetic makeup. You know, I'm, I'm just a, a thick, stocky person and everybody in my family is that way. So no matter how hard I try, no matter how much workout workouts I do or, you know, how, how much I look at my nutrition and, and focus on that or take care of myself, I'm always going to look like this. So I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing because why bother trying something different? Oh, I find that so, it hurts my heart <laughs> to hear that because first of all, and if that sounds like you, listen up. First of all, that being fit and being, well, being fit is more about behavior than it is body type. Being fit means that you use your body and you push it and challenge it in new directions. Not crazy necessarily, but being fit and healthy is behavior based. It has nothing to do with genetics. So whether you are, let's say you're a thick and stocky person, you're, um, what is it? Uh, mesomorph. I think that's what it is. Um, don't quote me on that, but that's just your body type. Sure. Lots of people are thick and stocky. It doesn't mean that they can't be fit and healthy. That's ridiculous. You know, it, it doesn't mean it's like saying I'm thick and stocky and therefore I can't be smart. I'm thick and stocky and therefore I can't, I don't know, plant flowers in my backyard. It, it, there's an action and there's a behavior. And then there's a personal quality or you if you will or a body type and don't conflate those two they are completely different you can be fit and healthy no matter what age you are no matter what your body type is or no matter what your personal circumstances are and whether you're really busy you have no money you have no time you have no one to support you those are excuses I, and I don't mean to sound harsh because I I've gone through seasons in my life where it's been really hard for me to practice self-care or practice wellness or take care of my body. We've all had those moments. And there's been times in my life where I just wasn't even conscious of it. The first 20 odd years of my life, I treated myself like absolute crap, both physically and emotionally and mentally. So I know what it likes, what it's like to be there. But now that I'm on the other side and I'm a lot more conscious of these things and I'm a lot more aware and I know that I'm not just born to be uh, unhealthy that is all within my power. So if you are unhealthy, if you are unfit, you know, it, it, I'm not going to make you feel bad about it, but please understand that that's your choice and your belief and your reality based on what your thoughts, actions, and behaviors are. So that's just a, an example. And most of us, most of us know this. I'm not saying anything that is uh, captain or not captain obvious or not rocket science, but we often have these thoughts and believe, beliefs that are not necessarily conscious. Uh, They might be falling somewhere in the background of our mind. Now, sometimes they are conscious. Like my friend who says that this is just her body type. She'll never lose any weight. So why even bother trying? That's a conscious decision to stop before you even try. And that's heartbreaking to me, but totally her choice and her body and her life. But if you want something more, examine your thoughts, check your beliefs, because you are only what you believe yourself to be. Only. So I want to, at this point, now that I feel like I've finger wiggled enough, I'll get off my soapbox and give you some tools and ideas for how you can get past these beliefs. Because again, it's really important to note that you may, you may completely hundred percent agree with everything I've just said, but you may still have some of these, these limiting beliefs and these negative beliefs about yourself because we all do. It's a human, it's a human condition, part of our condition. 
the things that people said to us as a child in just jest or uh, in a frustrated moment, we've taken as reality. We've taken as that must be who I am. So I'm just going to live this way forever. So we need to take a, a moment to check those beliefs. And that's our responsibility as adults. So here's some ideas that I've jotted down and the things that I do to get myself through this transformation process, all right? So this comes back to what I originally started talking about with in terms of let's not focus on the burnout, let's focus on the best self. What does that even look like? Well, have a vision. Have you ever written down what it means to be your best self? Have you ever thought about it? I think when we think about it at a very casual level, we go to, well, you know, I'm skinny and I'm rich and I've got this hot husband and, you know, we live in this amazing house near the ocean. That's sure, living your best life, being your best self, but that's not reality. So what does your best self look like? Well, I'll tell you something. It's probably who you really are when nobody's looking. It's the best version of yourself is what's coming from your heart, not from your head, not what you think other people think you should be. It's where you are most energized and most happy and most, most yourself when you feel good and expanded, that is your best self. And it doesn't have any correlation to pant size or bank account size. It has to do with how you feel about yourself and your life and the energy you have in the moment and the energy that you bring to something. So first step, take some time, take a journal and actually write down what is your vision of your best self. And I mean, you can make it as big and amazing as you want it to be, but make it something that is not a vision crafted by somebody else or a vision of something you saw on Instagram. Make it your vision. Make Because nobody else needs to see this. Nobody else needs to see this. This is your life map. This is your blueprint. So make it what feels good to you. And when you're done, when you've written it down and you read it through, ask yourself, how does this make me feel? Does it make me feel excited or does it make me feel exhausted and I want to take a nap? Because if that's what it does... Then you are focused on results and you're not focused on the process. So let me just break that down before I go any further. And this has to do with everything in life. We see these fleeting moments of people on social media or just in our life in general when somebody buys a new house and, um, you know, we walk into their new home for the first time. We think, man, I would love to have this. Well, what's the process behind that person buying that house? Are they at a shitty job they hate? Are they like leveraged to the tips and now they can't get out of a shitty job that they hate? Um, you don't know. I mean, it, maybe they're not. Maybe they paid cash for it. All the power to them. But I, do, I want you to think about everything that is surrendered and sacrificed on the way to getting a goal. So when you see you know, the beautiful house, or when you see somebody who looks really fit on Instagram, or looks like they have the perfect life, think about everything that they've done to sacrifice to get to that point, And don't just look at their highlight reel. Because if you want to have the perfect body, but the idea of eating clean and working out six days a week, this exhausts you, then maybe you really don't want that perfect body. Maybe you just want to be healthy and happy with your body, happy with the skin that you're in. Could that be good enough? That's a best self as far as I'm concerned. So have a vision, make sure it's your vision, make sure it lights you up and excites you. And that's what I mean by it. It just has to come from the heart and it doesn't have to be big or crazy. It just has to be something that lights you up. Create, here's a, here's what I want you to do in terms of that vision, because I am the best person. I'm so guilty of creating visions, creating vision boards, creating this, you know, ideal life that I have or want. And then I do nothing to get there. 
absolutely nothing. So I am really working on this myself, and you may be someone else who deals with this. Actually write down what you need to do to get to said vision. If it's a business, what are all the things you need to do to get to that point? And make it as fine detail as you can, and just do one thing every day to get to that goal. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. I've shared with you before, I, I've written a br- book proposal. I'm shopping it around. I want to I want to write a book and I want to do it this year. I at least want to get a book contract this year. And if I don't get a book contract this year, I'm going to start um, writing it anyways and just self-publish. That is my goal. So the idea, now that I've got the book proposal uh, completed, which was uh, like an effort in and of itself, and not because it was hard, because I love to write. Writing is very natural for me actually putting my writing out there and looking for somebody to, you know, believe in my writing as much as I do, that's really hard for me. So now that the book proposal is written, I've sat on it for like four weeks uh, where I should be shopping it around because I'd like to get agency representation. So I've written down all the things that I need to do to get agency representation. And now every day I'm reaching out to one agent. And I have a goal that I'm going to get, you know, every day I'm going to reach out to at least one agent through the end of August. So if I don't have some sort of an engagement or at least some interest by the end of August, then uh, I'm going to start a plan to uh, self-publish. And you can always get books picked up after they're published as well. So nothing's going to stop me from doing this. And if I don't get chosen by somebody else, I'm going to do it myself. And the only way that I'm going to get to those goals is for me to do one thing every day. And if I think like, oh, I've got to do, you know, I've got to reach out to all these agents and I've got to, you know, do all this logistical stuff and, you know, deal with a bunch of rejection. If I start thinking about it at really big picture level, I just do nothing because I get overwhelmed and that's it. All I have to do is reach out to one agent a day and I can do that. So if you can bring things down to the minute level of what do I need to get done today? No more than three things, definitely not 10, 15 or 20, just three things towards the vision that you have for yourself. All you have to do, and they don't have to be big things. They really don't. And it makes me feel good when I do that. I feel accomplished. I feel like I'm winning the day. It's awesome. And speaking of that, there's one more thing that I want to talk about. There's a few actually, but this one, I really want to pause and, and put a pin in it. I was having this discussion with my husband today. You know, we have a tendency to only focus and celebrate our big wins. You know, like, wow, we sold the house for, you know, 12% over asking. That's a big win. You know, we found a great home in Texas that we love. That's a big win. Um, my husband, you know, has almost finished his, um, they're seeking funding for their, their new startup. He's almost finished that. That's a big win. But what about all the minor little wins in between? We don't spend enough time on the small wins. And today my big small win or my, my big small win, my small, small win was that I reached out to one book editor, editor, I mean, um, agent, the very first one. That's all I did. And I am celebrating that freaking win here with you right now. So don't just focus on the big wins. Focus on the small ones because that's where life is. It's in the process, not the final product. And again, I just want to encourage you as you walk along this whole path to check your beliefs. Constantly check your beliefs. If you start berating yourself, then you need to check that belief and say, does this, is this belief helping me? If you're saying to yourself, fuck, I look so fat in these pants. If, if you are saying that to yourself, then you are berating yourself. And how does that help you? How is that helpful to anyone? You telling yourself that you're too fat. It doesn't, it, it helps no one. But if you say, you know what? 
my arms look great in this tank top. I can see my muscles or, you know, I, I really like my hair today or I feel good. That's a helpful thought because all of those little small wins, all of those little small acknowledgements are curtailing your beliefs in a more positive direction. So the one other thing that I will say to you, and then I'll wrap up, stop worrying about shit that's not happening yet. Stop worrying about the potential of bad things to come. And this again comes back to your beliefs. And if you are somebody who tends to focus on the negative, you know, we already have so much in our world that we can be worried about. For you to create new things to be worried about does not help you, does not help the world, does not help your family. And it just drains your energy even more. And the one thing that I've found to be really helpful is a serenity prayer. Uh, If I can recite it by hand, it's um, God, give me the strength. And you don't have to use the God part to um, change the things I I cannot change or to accept the things I cannot change and change the things that I can change and to know the difference between the two. And I kind of botched it. That's not the exact words. But the idea is, let me just accept what is that I cannot change. Let me, you know, do what I can to change the things that I can change. And let me just not worry about the rest of it and just know the difference between those things and not spend my whole life in fear in worry and a negative belief because you're going to get to the end of your life one day at one point and you're going to look back and you're going to realize you wasted a lot of it just feeling crappy for no reason and I don't want you to feel that way I want you to feel your best self and I want you to look back at your life and know that you lived the best possible life you could so on that note I'm going to wrap up I'm sorry if this was a bit of a tangent today uh I think I needed to hear these words as much as I shared them with you. I hope they were helpful. I hope there was some nuggets of wisdom in there. Um, Connect with me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Even if it's, you know, feedback like, hey, you are getting too soapboxy. Because sometimes I'm I'm afraid that I do that. But I get really passionate. And uh, I use a lot of fodder from my own life and my own relationships to share in these podcasts. So I hope you find them useful. And I hope you have a great day. And I will talk to you next Sunday. Bye, guys. Till then. I love you. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From Burnout to Best Self. I really appreciate you being here and I would super appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That really helps me get the podcast out to more people and to help me get better people on the, or not better people, but fascinating people on the podcast. So do me a huge, head over to iTunes, give me a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. And also... I would love to connect with you on Instagram. I like to see the people who actually listen to this podcast. I want to see my community uh, face-to-face. So go over there, follow me on Instagram at burnout to best self, and uh, let me know you're a listener. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to do a screenshot of the episode that you uh, are listening to and share it on your stories and tag me, then I will be happy to share back. So um, thanks for connecting, guys. I love you, and uh, I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Take care.